0: welcome to arrogant healthcare marketing bastards for the week of July 19 2010 this is Chris Bevelo president of interval healthcare marketing agency putting on the podcast <clears throat> and joined today by Adam Meyer design director at interval how you doing Adam good I good. Am, I am well you're well I am well I'm not well you're not you're not well no. you've been un- unwell for a while I though. have this cold is just kicking my but I wonder if you can tell from my voice, my gravelly sore throated cold voice <laughs> yes, but i can I can weather the podcast i will oh, you weathered I'll you weathered
1: the last one, which I think you were even more ill. For oh the, last the super one,
0: special secret podcast that we're going to put out pretty soon.
1: No, the one even before that. it was like the day after oh, you started getting yes: sick. you're
0: right. The last one we actually recorded. we have one that's that hasn't come out yet. Uh, but, yeah, the last one recorded. I actually went to the doctor that day. So I had the ear infection going. So I feel go <laughs> like a toddler. And <laughs> Anyway. So, yeah. We're here. We're happy. It's good. It's a beautiful day. It is. Not sweltering, awful heat.
1: Oh, man. Yesterday was crazy. Was it like record heat indexes or was humidity? It? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it was very, very, very humid. It but felt it was like... nice
1: at night. Yeah, it wasn't bad last night. But yeah. Yeah, yesterday, it felt like you could s- just slice the air. It was like you are walking into
0: a Puddle. Yeah, it was no good. Yep. And we were in DC. We were in DC this week meeting with Chris Boyer at Innova, and it was sweltering there. But oh. well, we came in after their heat waves, so we didn't get near the heat. It was just like very humid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it was sticky. great. Great news about the weather. <laughs> all right. Well, we've got some fun stuff to talk about today. Uh, but first, we'll talk about like real stuff. Well, this is all real stuff. <laughs> Right, but we'll talk about something that I don't know if you call this fun. I think it's fun measuring your marketing results. We need one of those things that you blow that unravels. I get a party. What they, should com- they should combine that party blower. I don't yeah, know with that? the Fuvuzella. With the vuvuzela, a big giant one. Yeah, those are awesome when you like blow that out into
1: people. Did you see that a, a huge group of people? There was, there was a, um, I, was, I think the website's called Kickstarter, I think. It's a website where it funds startup companies, basically. If you, mm-hmm. if you have an idea, you can go to Kickstarter to try to get funding, and then if other people like your idea, they'll contribute to the website to you to get, and then cool. you'll, you'll get funded for whatever your project is. Well, somebody had created a project that was to raise a couple thousand dollars to buy Vuvuzelas to then go and protest BP, so I think it happened either today or yesterday, where all the vuvuzelas were purchased, and like several hundred people went to—I don't know if it was BP headquarters or some BP location—and just blasted Bang. the place with the vuvuzelas. Like
0: <laughs> there's, there's a video online, I think. They should. They should. Somebody should make a commitment to do that until the well is plugged. Until it's like what? in a soccer game—you commit the audience, the crowd is committing to blowing vuvuzelas the entire match. <laughs> so, so, so there should be some kind of online petition that people will agree to show up and continue blowing the fuvuzelas until the well is capped. You, you think, think that's possible? Until it's possible? capped with a giant vuvuzela. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right. So what are we going to talk about? Why don't hospital marketers measure the results of their efforts on a continual basis? So as you know, we've got a book, Measuring and Marketing Results, and we've been talking a lot about measurement we think is very, very crucial. Uh, but we know it doesn't happen near to the extent it should, right? Uh, And why is that? There are dozens of reasons why it doesn't happen, but there are are kind of three main ones, I think, uh, that we want to just touch on lightly that we've seen that we've heard from folks, right? So why aren't you as a hospital marketer, why aren't hospital marketers measuring the results? The first is they don't know how, or they don't know where to begin. And I think that's a very legitimate reason. And it's a very overwhelming concept to think about it because uh, it's one thing to say, all right, we want to measure this class or this ad campaign. Even then, starting to think about, well, how are we going to do it? What are the metrics we're going to use? Oh, wait, we don't have CRM. How are we going to agree on what the goal is? How are we going to agree how long we measure it? All that just starts making your head hurt a little bit. And then when you think about, well, geez, now we have to think that way for the majority of our efforts, it can seem overwhelming. So if you don't know how to start or you don't know where to begin um, or you don't even know how to do this, Then it just becomes this overwhelming thing where you a lot of folks I think just throw up their hands. Right. Right.
1: Yeah. Well, and 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 this is probably just kind of a this probably goes to all the bullet points that are listed here. But um, if you don't have a if you don't have a system in place, whether it's uh, an actual tool Mm -hmm. for for doing this, some sort of software package, or just a a system in terms of it's baked into your process, it's just it's not going to happen. Right. It just, it just, it has to be second nature. It has to be something that, that you're thinking of before you even decide what you're going to, you're going to do. It drives what you do. So rather than it being an afterthought, okay, we're going to do this. And then how do we measure it? It should be, we, these are the results we need. What now, what do we do to get those results? I mean, it should be the exact opposite of what it is
0: in a perfect world. That's part of what makes it intimidating. Right. I mean, it's almost like I need to improve my health. And you can't just you know do it haphazardly. You kind of ha- it has to be a, a way of thinking, just like you're talking about. Well, that's that's a fundamental shift, and so that's what what makes it imposing. And what we would recommend is you know just start anywhere. I mean, with anything, you, you just dip your toe in it. So pick up the book or pick up any book. It doesn't have to be our book. Pick up any book, so you can at least start reading about it, and then pick one effort and start trying to measure it and learn from that effort yeah. as much as you can afford to do, as much time as you can give to it. Uh, but commit that you're going to do one and then another and then another. And once you get into it, uh, hopefully it will snowball a little bit and you can keep the momentum. Yeah, you know, forward. and I think that that applies to almost anything in life. There's so many things.
1: I've got friends who wanted to. They they want to get into politics more, understand it more. But everything fe- it feels so overwhelming that they are just they put throw their hands up and they're like, I'm not even going to try because I don't know where to begin. I don't right. understand the issues. I don't know how to defend you know beliefs I have, and I and that's this kind of the same thing I say. You know, just just start reading it, start talking about it, start yep. you know staying interested, and pretty soon it becomes second nature. Right,
0: right. Okay, so that's I think that that makes sense. We we see that a lot. Another is um, there's not enough time, and I think there's two ways to think about that. One you, you alluded to a little bit, Adam, but the first is uh, we don't we don't have time to. Uh, to, to dig in and figure this out. We don't have time built into the process uh, up front to kind of think about measurement, during to measure, uh, afterwards to, to measure. Uh, we don't have the staff. We don't have the, the maybe the finances. That one's a little bit – you probably do have those things, but it kind of goes to the first one, if you don't have the mindset, then you, it's just like exercise I don't right. have time to exercise. well, you do. you just have to make sure that's a problem yeah, I was
1: just going throw I was just going to throw that exact example out because it's something my wife and I talk about a lot, and we've had conversations with other married couples with children who have had the same thing, and I've got some friends who always throw that out, you know I don't exercise because I don't have time it's like you. You don't exercise because you haven't prioritized it. And you're not making time for it. You know, some are like, well, my kids have to come first. And it's like, well, you know what? You exercising in many ways (laughs) is putting your children first. You're setting a great example for them. You're making sure you're healthy so that you are available for them you know as a as a healthy nurturing parent mm-hmm. it's kind of i don't know it's it's really a cop-out in many cases
0: it is and i have to i'll put up my hand i use that cop-out forever oh i i mean we're, with all, exercise. we're all guilty yeah yep. and
1: I, st- I, I i i i'm preaching that i i i'm preaching what i'm preaching right now i don't necessarily live especially when it comes to, well, to
0: exercise I, I did make a change i mean i can remember vividly you know this has probably been four years ago, and exercise is a huge part of my life now, but it wasn 't forever. I use that you know i don't have time, I got a business, I got kids uh but it was things like uh not being able to play soccer with my kids in the backyard without getting winded, and you go well wait a second if 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 my kids are a priority, spending time with them in this way is important right and so and what if I get sick? What does that do to the business, and what does that do to my kids i mean exercise is Making sure that I can make them a priority. So it did help me shift my mentality and make it something yeah, that yeah. just it's second nature to me now, like we've been talking about, like wearing a seatbelt is.
1: And it's good for your brain.
0: Yeah. And it keeps you
1: keeps you energetic. As is measuring you your marketing results. Exactly.
0: The other the other element of the time aspect is kind of Uh, I call it the hamster wheel effect, which you see in so many organizations, but we see it in marketing departments where you're going, you're going, you're going, you're going, you're going. Uh, It's a little related to that we didn't put time in it, but a lot of times what happens is we got to get this campaign out. It's due June 30th, um, and you're in it before you even have, you haven't even had time to stop and think. And then once you're in it, Mm -hmm. it's so easy to go, well, we didn't really think about this up front. We don't know what we're measuring. We didn't do a pro, you know, a before and after, so... We just won't do it this time. And so that kind of dynamic, I think, hurts. And then the final one, which I think is any more almost inexcusable, is uh, it's not a priority or it's not required is a better way to put it. Meaning, look, I'm being asked to do X, Y, Z. I'm not being asked to measure these results. For whatever reason, people aren't demanding them. And so I'm not going to make that a priority. And that's just really short-sighted. I don't know if people articulate that. But in the end, I think they're driven by, you know, what their organization, what their superiors, what the service line managers, what the physicians are begging them for. And most often than not, that's stuff. When you get ads, when you get brochures, when you get a website. And it's up to you as a marketer to make measuring the results a priority. And, mm-hmm. if, and if you think, you know, you've got a luxury and that you're not being required to do that, you're going to have a rude awakening when all of a sudden it is required. And it will be. Just the way, you know, our sector is with with the financial situation, more and more organizations are demanding that kind of accountability. So if you don't have it now, it's coming. So you're better off getting ahead of it and managing it from your perspective instead of, once again, scrambling to react. Right, right. And it's only in your best interest as a marketer to be able to back up what you're
1: doing. Because you're going to be able to get the resources you need when you ask for them later, whether it's more people, more money, more... I don't know, maybe more time, more whatever, whatever resources you need. Right. If you can prove results. You're probably going to get what you need to do or need to get what you need to get.
0: Yep. So anyway, we just thought we'd touch base on that and, and kind of talk about those issues and maybe give some advice on, you know, how do you make it a party? You just do. You make it, you make it a party. Don't wait for someone else to make a party. Okay. So moving on, I have a reality show rant. Are you, do you watch reality shows? I I try to I think I
1: typically try to avoid them. Some some are interesting. There's some cooking ones. Like Top Chef, I guess mm-hmm. that's
0: somewhat of a reality show. That one's my wife likes that one, so I've seen it a few times. I used to not watch any reality shows. None. I, I shouldn't say none. I mean I used to watch like The Real World when it first came out, oh, but I that was years that. ago. Yeah, like season one, I think I was. But for reasons that will rena- will remain nameless, I have now sucked into a few. <laughs> And the reason I want to talk about this one is because it's related to health. And this is the Discovery Health channel. So when you first hear about this, well, first of all, Discovery has such a positive brand, doesn't it? Oh, it's yeah. all about exploration and learning and, and science science, and, and just biology. awesome stuff. Yeah, yeah. So Discovery Health, is it seems like that brand applied to right, our right. world, right? Awesome. So I discovered Discovery Health's baby week accidentally. I was flipping through my schedule on DirecTV, it came across a show called I'm Pregnant and I'm Homeless, which was followed by I'm Pregnant the next hour, I'm Pregnant, I'm in prison. And then I'm Pregnant, (laughs) I'm a drug addict, and then I'm Pregnant and have an eating disorder. And I thought, oh, these are really sensationalist, right? Yeah. And I actually happened to watch one. And then, you know, reality TV, you watch one, you just get sucked in, right? And I started flipping ahead the schedule, right? Seeing what's after, what's after. And I went like two days out and realized from that and watching the ads that it was baby week on Discovery Health. Now, that sounds like positive and happy. <laughs> but the I'm pregnant, I'm in prison is just a taste of baby week, okay? So here are the other shows. Strange Pregnancies. I didn't know I was pregnant. And that's where they reenact the woman who's like, She's like in a restaurant, and she falls to the ground, and then the next scene, she's holding a baby. I kid you not. And a whopper. And a whopper. It's awful. Um, Paralyzed and Pregnant with Twins, NICU, which is a new show. That's my favorite. Big Babies, and (laughs) Born on a Bad Day. These are all shows. The entire baby week schedule is awful, horrible, train wreck, carnival ride, baby shows. And I thought, this is not discovery health. This, this is, is icky and gross. And what's it called when you take advantage of someone? Taking advantage of someone? No, it's... I can't, the word will come to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not sensationalism, oh, yeah, yeah. but uh, exploitive.
1: Exploitative. Exploitation. Explo- yeah, it certainly is both of those. I did it, come up with a new older. term
0: out of this, though, because one of the previews for strange pregnancies was the woman found out she had two uteruses and there was a baby in each uterus. And I said, well, that must be called the dual uteri or by the OBs, they probably call it the (laughs) do-utes. So if you walk in there, they probably got a do-ute (laughs) for. Oh, have you ever seen any of these shows? I'm sure
1: I have, but we haven't had cable for since we moved into the new house. So I've been, uh, it's been a while since I've had access to some of this.
0: Some of it was interesting. I mean, I'm pregnant I'm in prison was a woman who was in prison for armed robbery. This prison happened to have a nursery. It was a woman's prison, and they had a nursery where you could choose to have your baby live there. In the prison? In the prison. And the mom, who was pregnant and in prison, wanted that. And the grandma, who was, of course, taking care of the 11-year-old daughter, said, that's disgusting and gross. You shouldn't want your baby in a prison. And... Why don't you let me have custody and raise it? Uh, and so that seemed all natural. And then the show kind of shifted because they showed the nursery and they showed where these moms lived. And then you started going, they're in prison, and look how they're living. I mean, it looked like this beautiful, yeah. you know, it looked really, really good for yeah. the baby. And then you thought, well, what the hell? What kind of message is this sending to people out there are pregnant going, okay, I'm, I'm pregnant, I'm homeless, right, the other show? Right. And I happen to watch in the store window, I'm pregnant in prison, and go, "Wow, look where I could live and what <laughs> I could have! I'm yeah. going to go rob a store." It was it, at all kinds of levels. It was disturbing. Yeah. We have got one messed up,
1: yes. society. One we've messed up a, society. We've got a great society and a one messed up society. It's, yes, it's
0: ironic. Anyway, there's my reality show rant. A new segment. <laughs> Which we'll always try to tie back to health Oh,
1: man. We could feed that one. On. We could do a show on that topic. Yeah, we
0: could. I think they're out there. They're already yeah, out there. It's called Talk Soup. <laughs> right? And Tosh. Yeah, those 0. are great. Those are great. Yeah. Those are- <laughs> All, <laughs> All right. Man. One more. Uh, one more topic. We want to talk about the old Spice Guy. Hello, ladies. Hello, ladies.
1: Look at me. Look at your man. Now back at me. <laughs> now at your man. Now back at me.
0: Oh, uh, So... There's a lot of there's a lot to this, right? It's a it's a huge marketing success story, which kind of broke big this week. It started with the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. and if you haven't seen the ad, we'll oh, post is that, a link. Is that where the first ad ran? Right. Okay. Okay. And it's where the guy's name is Isaiah Mustafa, and that is and like he's a deep voiced, handsome, well built man. Epic name, right? And he's a former NFL football player, and he had an Old Spice commercial where he was basically saying, "Hey, your man can't look like this." But, but if he, can he smell wears like me. Old Spice, if he wears Old Spice, right, it's for him, uh, then at least he will smell like me. It's a basic <laughs> message, right? And it's very funny and very over the top. So what happened this week was uh, he came on Twitter and basically said, I'm here for your questions, and your comments, send them to me. And people started tweeting him questions. Right. And he responded with that day. In video.
1: In video. Right. And. But just before that, there was the the second ad was right there have been some other ads right? right, so that kind of i mean when that when the second ad came out, it was immediately at the top of the of websites like reddit and dig dot com right um so i mean it immediately went viral just because it's this dude again with another one of these outrageously hilarious commercials right and then it was taken to this level
0: which is it's gone viral it's exploded crazy awesome. Right. So just think about for a second what they did. I mean, uh, I don't know if that's been done before. I mean, somewhere, somehow. But the idea that you're using social media real time and you're using video and it's within an overall campaign and for them to respond. I mean, basically, they had to have people taking the questions, copywriters going, okay, here's how we're going to respond, and then shooting him. I mean, he's always in his in the shower, so it wasn't like a big production, but it's him in character responding in a humorous way. I mean, right. it's almost like a real time daily show type of thinking where you're, you're having to come up with something clever on the spot and you're tweeting it back out within however, I don't know how long it took them, but it was all that day. Right. to my understanding. Yeah.
1: And it wasn't even just, um, well, I guess the, yeah, some of some of the responses were to your Joe blows. Um, just anybody, but also some of them were too high-profile internet individuals, which helps spread it, right? Like Kevin Kevin Rose was one of them, probably one of the most well-known entrepreneur, internet entrepreneurs, right?
0: Um, yeah, a hilarious response to to him, and it sounds like there's a there's a um, what's this publication? Was it New York Times? New York Uh, Times, or New York Daily News, or Or New York Daily News? So we'll post an article that kind of covers what happened, but like he got into kind of a Back and forth with Alyssa Milano and like, a, you know, kind of an innuendo thing and uh, brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. And talk
1: about tran- change, changing a brand. And this is something yes. you, we were talking about just before they show. Yep. but man, Old Spice, are you, are you kidding me? <laughs> right. That's, that's like the, by something, Menon. that's something my dad used. That's, that's Old Spice by Menon
0: or Speed Stick. Remember Speed Stick? Uh, oh, I remember Speedstick. That's still around. Uh <laughs> I don't know. But that you could say the same thing about Old
1: Spice. Right. But now it's something now old Old Spice has been reinvented. I mean it's been it's no longer this um stodgy old
0: man brand. Well it's, let's it's, be clear. Well it. No no, no you're right, you're 100% right. But what they're selling is something that I've seen on the stores and thought about in a different way, which is kind of the body wash. It's right, not the right. Old Spice aftershave though that might be part of this. But it's mainly the body wash kind right. of. Right. But I mean certainly anybody
1: who right. thinks differently about the brand now will certainly would can, would it'll extend beyond the body wash to other products as well. I mean they're they see the brand differently. I'm, they're going to extend that mentality now. I would assume across the a product line for the
0: most part, right? And it's so, awesome. It made me think about you know how we talk about branding and advertising, and you know maybe there's a I don't know if an apology or a correction is necessary. I might blog about this, but uh, it's partly because we're so frustrated by our industry trying to use advertising, mass advertising. Um, in ineffective ways that sometimes I think we go so far to one extreme. So when we talk about brand building. We often say advertising doesn't build brands. The experience build brands builds brands, right? Uh, and we use things like Starbucks and the Mayo Clinic to, to prove that these brands were built without advertising. Uh, but then you can, then you can flip it and you could look at old spice or you could look at Nike. Really? Which, which yes, you still have to be true. The, the experience still has to be true and has to be known and has to fit the advertising. Uh, you can't change who, who you are just with advertising. It has to be true. But Nike grew huge through its advertising. Now, its product had changed, uh, but, but the just-do-it brand and the attitude and all that, I mean, that grew out of marketing and advertising. And you would say the same about Old Spice. Yes, their product did change because now they have these body washes. This isn't about the old the old kind of aftershave that that you think of in the little bottle, but it, it could have been. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no reason it could have been. And this is an example of where you can change a brand based on this. And so, you know, when we harp so much on, you know, don't rely so much on advertising and this is about the experience. And of course, healthcare is a little different. Uh, but I think it's, I think it's fair to, I mean, consumer products are very different, but it's fair to give credit where credit is due. To your point, they have changed from an old stodgy. This is what my dad used to hip, cool. Now, right. Axe, right. Like Axe, right. I mean, right in the same category. Cadillac kind kind of did
1: the same thing. Yes. That used to be the old man car. And now it's. You've got the it's kind of a, a bling car now with the Escalade that's got an image of its own. You've got the sportier sports car versions of Cadillacs that are pretty cool looking vehicles, and right? They, and their and their their advertising is very energetic and very
0: right young and yeah. hip. Well, not necessarily young. I mean, you can think of the one with the what's her name Kate. She's like a really attractive actress, and she's driving that, in one, and she's second sale. Sometimes. No, no, it's um, I can't think of her name, but we'll find out what it is. But she's very attractive, and the ad's very sexy, and she's my age, maybe even a little right. older. Right? Well, yeah, right.
1: Well, when I say young, yeah, I certainly, yeah, I guess my def- our definitions of young probably changes as we I'm <laughs> as young? we age. But I'm thinking, yeah, well, that's what I'm saying.
0: But their product changed in that case, right? right. I mean, it, the the new brand of positioning they were going after matched the product they were delivering. So right. that's the key. You're, it still has to match who you are, right? Um, it's easier with the consumer product, wouldn't you say? Because Old Spice is an Old Spice; it's a liquid, so it would be easy to pick a new position well, and be true to it,
1: right? And not only that, but they they have some they have something tangible that now represents who they who they are moving forward or who they who, who they're trying to say that they are now. It's um, I don't know in healthcare that you necess- there is since there isn't like that product that new thing that clearly demonstrates that you are. This the this new thing. You're not what you were before, but now you're this. It's there's there's not like that tangible thing that now shows that you're living that. It's too complex, right? I mean, it's 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 much more it's much more complicated. I mean, your experience is what shows you're living who you say you are now, right? If you're saying that you're something different than you were in the past.
0: And let's let's give let's give kudos to one of our clients, allegiance Health in Michigan right there's a great example so for a long time, their clinical quality, some of their metrics all that suffered right mm-hmm. and it's very common in hospitals that 's the case if they had tried to change their image strictly through advertising, it wouldn't have took <clears throat> excuse me they had to do the hard work to improve the patient experience, and the clinical quality. They had to invest a lot of money in facility upgrades. They had to uh, bring in folks like the student group to improve service, and they've made remarkable, remarkable advancements, right? Now, as they're talking about it, and they've also rebranded themselves at the same time, this new brand actually stands for a different product than it did, whatever, 15, 20 years ago. So if they had not made those investments and those real changes in the experience, a new brand approach, a, an outward advertising expression, would not have changed who they were or how people saw them, because the actual experience would have been the before, mm-hmm. not the after. Right. So y- that still is all true. But if you have, you know, if you have a, a, an experience that you want to try to reposition a certain way, and it's true, then. You know, who knows if you could have the right. same impact? as yeah, It's you're, always you're, easier with consumer products and healthcare, but still, yeah. Well, if you if you genuinely made the change,
1: you're armed to go out and back it up, live it. Yeah.
0: Anyway, so we'll keep watching that. But they're very, very funny stuff. Good stuff, and and just love the humor, love the branding story, and love how they took advantage of social media, real time, uh, made an event out of it. Uh, just fantastic mm-hmm. stuff, and it also shows you a little bit about where video is and where it 's going yeah, I mean yeah back in the day, a commercial would take you know however long, and now you 're able to punch out stuff real time that it's nobody 's going well, this quality is you know this doesn 't seem like a national campaign campaign right, right. blah 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 no it's it 's perfect yeah, and you and this is
1: this is the kind of stuff with modern technology that you could. The iPhone 4, for example, mm-hmm. HD video recording built in, and you can pick up iMovie to edit your your video on the phone after mm-hmm. you've recorded it. There are examples up from professional from videographers, professional videographers who have used the phone to demonstrate that you can create some remarkable, remarkable footage with that thing. Yeah, I mean, you have to. I mean, still. Crap in, crap out. You have to know what you're doing right. in order to have a nice video. I'm in the hands of, a, of you know, somebody who doesn't Me. know what they're doing. <laughs> maybe <laughs> in the hands of somebody who really doesn't know what they're doing. It's still, you know, you're still going to have something. You're still going to output crap. But right. if it's in the hands of people who have a clue on some level, you've now got extraordinarily affordable tools to, to do this kind of stuff.
0: Yep. Cool. So it's pretty awesome. Who will be the Old Spice guy for hospitals? <laughs> the wait and see if somebody tries something like that imagine if somebody had like a doctor figure that was like that oh that'd be um, awesome dr johnson hello ladies hello ladies Look at are you looking mad. for some women's health tips <laughs> all right well that'll probably do it for that now that's creepy hmm? yes that might be creepy all <laughs> right so for arrogant healthcare marketing bastards this is chris bevelo adam meyer we will talk to you next week see ya